0: are ridiculous these guys are ridiculous now how about them damn celtics and we are back with another episode of the how about them celtics podcast sam and i are here recording on wednesday october 19th uh the night after the celtics season opener against the philadelphia 76ers and uh I couldn't have really asked for much more. The Celtics look great. Celtics are back. Celtics season is back. Uh, Celtics have the best record in the league right now while we're recording this. The Sixers have the worst record in the league while we're recording this because it's 1-0 and 0-1, respectively. But uh, opening night, I would say, was a resounding success for Boston. Uh, I'm hyped. It got me amped up for the season. I don't know about you, Sam, but uh, I can imagine.
1: Well, I got to tell you, I'm happy to be wrong. And I told I you, I wouldn't be happy to be wrong. I really <laughs> thought they would lose yesterday. They hate playing in games where there's any kind of special thing going on. Uh, yep. They got slapped around when Pierce got his jersey retired. They lost when KG had his jersey retired. They lost game six, of the conference finals, where they really could have had a just a two-hour coronation if they wanted. But they came out yesterday, balled out, started the game fast, kind of fell behind, but then responded real well. The defense was there. I mean, despite not having Rob Williams, despite your paper-thin rotation at the big man position, you're looking fine against Embiid. Sure, Horford, Grant got into foul trouble, right? Noah Vonley was fine. He wasn't great to start. That's all you need him to be, a,
0: You just need and him to be was, fine.
1: Yeah, and especially against Embiid, who was second in MVP, Voting the last two seasons, I think. Yeah, I yeah. know for sure last year, but I think the season before as well. You're really, you're really getting something there. I mean, this is a guy that wasn't even in the league last year, and he's out there guarding and beat. I believe he played more minutes than Horford did. And he, uh, he literally... was about three
0: minutes short, but he did. He okay. played the most minutes he played the most minutes out of any like big man outside of Horford, though. So I'll give you that. And Grant, but he doesn't count.
1: Yeah. I mean, absolutely fantastic debut for Vonley. Mm-hmm. And then Tatum and Brown each have 35 apiece. Oh, baby. And you, I'm sure I didn't, I haven't seen it actually, but people love the stat that they've never lost when they both scored 30. And I contend that I'm not sure that ever happens. I'd love to know how many teams have actually lost a game where they had two guys score 30 points. I don't think it happens.
0: It doesn't, excuse it me, not happen happen. often. I think think and i could be crazy i think I, vaguely like in the back part of my mind i remember something last year about the timberwolves losing a game where two people scored 30 but i could be making that up that could be a completely made up thing but it people wouldn't surprise plastering me plastering
1: that all over the place after the uh tatum and brown <laughs> play well they're like oh they never <laughs> lose when they play well look if they could play together blah 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 well no they just scoring an ungodly amount of points and they were both real efficient. Nobody was forcing yesterday. Tatum actually showed up at an early season game. Can you believe it? What yeah. a great way to kick off the season. The only bit, way it could have been better is if they were wearing the home whites. But I digress, <laughs> you know. Okay.
0: What do, what are uh, you, what we got to stop there for? for a sec. We got to stop there for a sec. I agree. Home whites at home. You've convinced me over the years. I personally don't care as much, but I'm not going to like sit here and fight you on that point. I really don't hate the jerseys that much on the court. I don't hate the new statement jerseys. I love the font. My only gripe is I wish it was the normal green rather than the forest green because that's pretty annoying, but I don't hate the jerseys that much. And do you still hate them as much as you did originally? I like the font. Wish they were the different color green. Like you said, I just
1: wish when they had these alternate jerseys, they were more like alternates. They, they really wear the hell out of these things. This year, I think they're only supposed to wear them 11 times, but I remember when they had the banner jerseys a few years ago, it felt like they were wearing them them every game
0: all the time, all the time. And I I
1: think these jerseys would look good if they wore them on the road. I just don't like when they don't wear the home jerseys at home. It really bothers me. If you want to play around, play around on the road. Or if it's St. Patrick's Day, wear like the alternates or or the greens at home.
0: That's it. If there was a time to wear a different jersey at home, it's the one Bill Russell helped design on Bill Russell night. Again, yeah, fine. That, Give him that. That can be the exception. But uh, anyways, back to opening night. Big win over the 76ers. Like you said, Tatum and Brown dropped 35 points. But, and this is a big one for me, the key to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown scoring 35 points apiece is they drove the basketball, Sam. What were, what were we begging them to do all last season? Get we'll drive, to the rim, but also not make only get to the rims, exactly, finish at the rim, and they did that. Jason Tatum looked for the floater. Jalen Brown got inside the arc and worked. I mean, hell, you saw Jason Tatum pump fake a three, step in and take a mid-range shot, Sam. that, that That's your bread and butter. That's what you wanted to see. It, it was absolutely beautiful to watch Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown get inside the paint rather than just shoot threes from the outside. It was amazing. It
1: felt like they kind of got lucky on some of the floaters they were throwing up and everything because there were sure. a lot of possessions <laughs> where it looked like they were out of control going inside and just getting bailed out time after time and the ball was dropping. Fine. Would they shoot 58% from the game? Something like that. that i like ridiculous. Yeah. Close to 60%. You're not going to get that every day. However, they were still getting good shots. They shot. Upwards of 73% from inside the arc uh last night. Mm-hmm. So that's telling me they're getting quality looks. They're not forcing, they are getting to the rim more. And I also think I'm sure we'll get to it, but Brogdon deserves recognition as well because oh, yeah, he made things easier on those two guys. And that's kind of what we talked about all offseason: was how can things become easier for Tatum and Brown? They're the two best players on the team, two of the best players in the league, and they're going to see the focus of the defense. So Now that you've got Brogdon out there, who's a legitimate scorer, what do you have, 16 points yesterday off the bench? Yep. Yep. And he looked great, looked confident, was getting assists. to the basket. huge. They had assists, Marcus played well, Grant played well. Mm-hmm. All these guys played well yesterday. So you could kind of say, like, well, that's not going to happen every day, which is true. But they made the most out of everything, and I'm really glad things kicked off on a positive note for Joe Missoula. Yep. A lot lot of praise going around about him today on Twitter. Rightfully so. He's saying some good things. I mean, it it had everything yesterday. I'm not going to keep rambling. I'll I'll let you have a little bit of a crack at it, but (laughs) they, they played well yesterday. Nothing really you could have asked for more. They cleaned up the turnovers, which were an issue. There weren't a bunch of offensive rebounds that were going Philly's way, like I felt there may be going into the game. We didn't see that. We didn't see sloppiness yesterday, really. We did not see
0: it. Keith Smith tweeted it out. It was something along the lines of, uh, let me let me get the stat real quick before I butcher it. Uh, the Celtics allowed three offensive rebounds in the first 10 minutes or so. They allowed one the rest of the game. It, it was like,
1: I like you see. said,
0: it was a mess to start the game and then they cleaned it up Almost immediately, um, <clears throat> which was great to see and Bede finished with 15 boards of his own. But uh, Jason Tatum finished with 12, which is what he needs to do uh, if the Celtics are going to be missing their big guys, which they will be for the majority of the season. I mean, mm-hmm. you saw the mental switch uh, of Jalen and Jason and all the guys. As soon as the offensive rebound started to come in those three in the first 10 minutes, they were going for the rebounds. They were getting in the paint. They were searching for him, which is exactly what needs to happen. Uh, while Robert Williams was out. So that was great to see. Um, um, Embiid, by the way,
1: I forgot how much he hits the floor.
0: He does. He does. And I, I want to talk about that. somebody that's we...
1: 280 pounds, he has the worst balance that you will ever see in quotes. <laughs> Obviously, he's <laughs> he flopping does. around. But of it is absolutely asinine how much Embiid falls. And he gets <laughs> rewarded for it. And I I am the biggest anti Harden guy ever but I think Embiid kind of overshadowed him yesterday. Harden got the calls wow. on the threes which <laughs> we all know I feel about that. I think they need to curb that. They need to put an end to the unless you're getting like absolutely like hammered or hit on the arm, I'm sorry, it should not be a foul. I it, like or the real- or if somebody's deliberately trying to like hurt you by stepping under you or sweep your legs, But the first foul that was a flagrant on Horford was ridiculous. Horford inside the three point line. Harden jumps forward, and Horford legitimately stops himself, turns his foot away, and Harden still lands on him and falls.
0: Well, how is this still happening? I, I agree with you in that one. I like the rule because I don't think you should be able to dangerously close out and get under players because it is dangerous like we've seen. But well, That's what I said. That, you don't want to have I know. them trying to hurt each other. Exactly. But if if somebody's shooting a three, you have to be there. Like You have to close I agree. out. And that one in particular, I said this on Twitter, that should have been an offensive foul, if a foul at all. I don't think it should have been a foul. But per last year's rules, you're not allowed to kick your leg out into opposing player. James Harden kicked his left leg out. In an abnormal shooting motion, to step on Horford's foot and get the foul call—that was not—and they went and looked at it
1: and said, "Flagrant."
0: Yeah, it was. It was that was a bad one. That was a really bad one. But um, there were a few bad calls, I guess you could say, uh, calls the Celtics didn't necessarily (laughs) agree with, uh, including one where Tatum picked up a tech and then they reversed the foul call because they were wrong, but Tatum still got a tech. That was ridiculous. But what I like—I always get a kick out of that. It was great,
1: right? I but think what I, I think if the... you challenge, this is not a new take, but if you challenge something and somebody gets a tech and it gets overturned, the tech should go away because they were 100%. Right.
0: Easily, easily. But what I liked about the Celtics was Al Horford did this because uh, Grant Williams talked about it and Joe Mazzula did it. They composed themselves. They tried their best to let the refs do what they were going to do, whether or not it was right or they agreed with it, excuse me, or whatever and they moved on with their game, and they played their game, and that's exactly what he needed to do. Also, I'll say, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, I apologize uh, if you see me mute and sniffle or anything like that. It is freezing, and my nose is running, so I'm 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 dying a little bit out here. It's very cold in my room, but uh, <laughs> anyways, moving on. You mentioned Brogdon. I do want to circle back to that before we get into the smart and beat incident because we're obviously going to talk about that as well. Malcolm Brogdon looked like everything you wanted him to be coming into the season he was as close to perfect as you could possibly ask for, in my opinion. I tweeted that out. He passed the ball well, but more importantly, in my opinion, he was able to be a secondary creator. As soon as he got the ball in the corner or on the wing, he was driving to the paint and he was doing you know, stuff with the ball that other offensive options on the Celtics couldn't do last year, and that's exactly why they brought him in. He's the perfect complement to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, uh, and his impact was felt immediately and i think if he can continue to be at this level and he plays enough games i think he could be in the running for six man of the year by the end of the season
1: well not only that but he stepped up at an important part of the game throughout the playoffs last season we uh would talk about obviously okay if they kicked a game away at the end right but that always is not it there are crucial moments throughout basketball games where it's important for teams to execute and score and it can save a game. And in the second quarter, we saw Philadelphia kind of heating up. I think they made like eight shots in a row or something crazy like that. And Malcolm Brogdon came down and scored two or three in a row on his own. And he really looked comfortable after that. And then he started getting into the basket. It's crazy how quick he is. Cause you kind of didn't, didn't know that or, or not know that. I didn't you expect him like, to be that quick. It, it wasn't looking you right in the face when he, he yeah. joined the team. And he was free. They they gave up – reminder, they gave up nothing for Brogdon. Nothing. <laughs> and he's he was excellent yesterday and
0: hopefully he continues to do so. Mm-hmm. I agree. And a, a quiet shout-out, I guess, to Grant Williams because I didn't know he had 15 points. Like, that was the quietest 15 points I've seen in a long time. He ended up shooting, let's see, from three. Five he for five. Three, five for five from the field, three of three from uh, – uh, Three-point range, 15 points. He didn't rebound much. He didn't dish out assists or anything, but the, you don't need him to. You need him to play defense, and you need him to shoot threes and score the ball. Uh, he was great off the dribble. He had that nice reverse layup. He looked like he was starting a contract year, and that's because he is. The Celtics and him didn't Shouldn't come be. to agreement on an extension. I know. I know. I agree as well. You know me. But um, <clears throat> it looks like he's ready, and I have to assume the Celtics are good and, uh, excuse me, hoping to match. Uh, in f- restricted free agency next year um, because he looked great in the opener. I thought Grant did everything he was supposed to do very quietly too, in a quiet 24 uh, ish minutes. And he,
1: Yeah, he was, he was doing everything they needed him to do. He played pretty decent defense. He was making his shots, obviously shooting a hundred percent. Three of them were from downtown. And again, the creation you saw yesterday, he hit a step back three. He pump faked, let the defender go past <laughs> sidestepped and stepped back and Didn't even hit the rim. Swish. He made the reverse layup off the cut, which was off a drive created by a pump fake, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, These were the
1: things in the pregame that I was talking to Tim about before you got there. We saw shades of this in the preseason. He has Mm -hmm. taken what the defense is giving him. Now everybody's aware he can shoot the ball. Shot over 40% last year, right, Jack?
0: From three, yeah, he shot 41%. close to it. 41, 41.
1: Okay, 41. Everyone knows secrets out. <laughs> now you have to guard him. So what does mm-hmm. he do? He goes over the off season and gets better at making the defense have to work. You can't just fly out and close out at grant because he can take you off the dribble. Now he can finish around the rim. I mean, we saw in the preseason, we saw him put a nice move on Charlotte, hesitating at the three point line, driving, getting an easy bucket. If grant continues to do things like that, he's going to be a real force off the bench. He's not just going to be a PJ Tucker where he's just standing there. He's going to be able to get his own looks. That's huge. Yeah. It's a shame they didn't pay him, man. I don't know. What What are you benefiting from that if you're the Celtics? Nothing. I don't think unless he really hurts himself, which you don't want, You aren't, there's no way they
0: benefit from this. Yeah, I mean, you know, I thought they should have paid him. Um, but it is what it is. They'll probably look to match in restricted free agency. And maybe it wasn't necessarily on the Celtic side. Maybe if you're grant, you're betting on yourself. Uh, and you're hoping to make a little more money after a good season this year, because he's going to have more stuff to do with Robert Williams out more duties on the team. Um, so that is, it's possible that played a part in it as well. So you have to consider that, uh, side. note. Uh, I did want to talk about Hauser because we didn't really see much of him. We saw very, very minimal, <clears throat> excuse me, Hauser minutes. Three minutes, 19 seconds is what he finished All with. Right. He didn't didn't get a shot up. Uh, he picked up a foul, and that was the only stat he earned. <laughs> um, wh- what do you make of that? I mean, we were on here spewing 10 points per game for Hauser, which now seems a bit foolish in hindsight. But uh, I don't know I mean, if it's foolish, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. The matchups last
1: night did not call for Hauser. It it didn't make sense. What are you going to do with him out there? If you have him bead working in the post and you have to double team and help on him is Hauser. The guy you want to send to help is Hauser. The guy you want to put in rotation. No, it just was a game where he didn't really fit into the team's best interest. That's why you saw a lot of Vonley. I don't think Vonley is going to play over 20 minutes a night, whatever he got yesterday. Consistent. Like it's just not going to happen. That doesn't mean Hauser's cooked after one game. Just means it wasn't wasn't the time didn't make sense. You didn't see Pritchard yesterday. Mm -hmm. Does that mean he's never going to see the floor? That's more likely. I believe (laughs) that more than Hauser. No, seriously. It's unfortunate. I like Pritchard and I think he's given them a lot of good things in the two seasons he's played for the Celtics. But where is his spot with this team?
0: Yeah, it's tough I mean i i think you'll see him more when you go against smaller lineups because that Philly lineup is probably pretty big in comparison uh at right. least with a beat out there to hunt mismatch like you said um and two extremely dynamic guards I will say in harden and maxi that y- you're gonna have trouble against uh but a harden, team, who dribbled you know, the
1: ball over 500 times did he is that a stat or is that a yeah team? he dribbled more times yesterday than literally everybody else on his team combined <laughs> I didn't know that that's that's funny.
0: I forget who <laughs> retweeted it. It might have been Keith. Wow. I'm writing that down. That, that's going to be a TikTok clip. Watch out for that. If, you, if you're here from TikTok, that was a clip right there. Oh, that's me. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Please keep um, being mean to me. Please. please do. Sam was getting cooked on the TikTok the other day, but that's okay. We Sam defend gets Green cooked Williams for being right. Podcast. The more I thought about you're that, right. I was like, I'm right. You were right. That's why I was telling you because I thought yeah. it was funny. Um. Anyways, let, let's... Bite the bullet. Let's rip the bandit off. Let's talk about the Marcus Smart, uh, Joel Embiid incident. Um, I assume you have the same take as me. Uh, Marcus Smart talked about it after the game. So I'll, I'll lead with that. And then I'll get your thoughts on it. Because I, like I said, I assume you have the same one. Um, <clears throat> this is the quote from Marcus Smart on the Joel Embiid incident. Went for a rebound. Basketball play. Went for the steal. Basketball play. Referee blows his whistle. Calls a foul. I stop play. My arm's stuck in there. And he tries to break it. And then I'm the only one who gets a tech. I mean, everybody saw it. I don't have to keep talking about it. If I did that, if I did that, excuse me, I'm probably ejected, suspended three games, four games, fines. But the fact that I was the one, only one who got something out of it is kind of beyond me, especially the defending DPOI. That's how he gets treated. It's tough. But like I said, it's maturity. I could have cracked his head open, but I didn't. And that's the maturity we have. So we move on from it. It is what it is. And we can control what we can control. Uh, And he's absolutely right. That was a dirty play from Embiid. Uh, I won't hear anything else on it. And then, as Grant Williams said, B fell over when Marcus Smart grazed his ankle. If you look at the replay again, he, he grazed it. He didn't even grab it. He barely touched his ankle. He, oh, he grazed fell the wrong rim. way. Exactly. And He fell the wrong <laughs> way. It was a FIFA he, fall. He garbage.
1: realized what happened and said, I have to sell this and then fell yeah. the wrong way.
0: It, it was absolutely garbage. And it was made worse. The fact that Smart a got a foul on that because it wasn't a foul. Actually, no, it was a reach-in foul. No, that's a call. We talked about, oh, man,
1: I believe it was Gabe Vincent that went down and tripped somebody in the playoffs last year, and it was a big thing. I think they called a flagrant Mm. on something very similar. So I thought he would get a flagrant. He got a tech, so I guess it's a little different.
0: Yeah, but regardless, Embiid should have gotten a tech for swinging Marcus's arm like that after the whistle. Absolutely, 100%. It was dangerous.
1: It was absolutely yes. dangerous the way he had his arm caught. Embiid knew what he was doing. I don't think Embiid's a dirty player, but that sequence there was kind of dirty. And and they have a history of getting into it. There's beef there for sure. So why? I mean, Marcus is right. If, if he does yeah. that, people are saying how he's a dirty player. I mean, he dove for a loose ball into Steph Curry, and Curry got hurt last spring. And people are calling him a dirty player. Yep. Really? He's a dirty player, but there's nothing wrong with that. And in the popular opinion, is not that there was nothing wrong with that. It's just crazy that there was nothing done about it in in the game. And they look
0: exactly, exactly. I agree. And Marcus was right. If he did that, he would have gotten fined or something. Or that's what I'm saying. Rejected. He
1: did something last season where he just made a basketball play and dove after a ball, and everybody was out with pitchforks and torches. Because he hurt Steph Curry. And Mm -hmm. he didn't do anything. He didn't do what Embiid did yesterday. He just was playing the way he plays, which is why everybody here loves him so much. And everybody was painting him as the bad guy. Did an injury happen? Yeah, he didn't do it on purpose. He was just making a play. There's nothing wrong with what he did. Embiid was completely different. The play was dead. His arm was stuck. And if anything, even even if it wasn't dirty, what he did was unnecessary. It was really, it, it was like an exaggerated movement, maybe a flop to try and get attention that they were tangled up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I thought it was dirty. Uh, he, de- I think he definitely knew he had smarts hand in there. Uh, he, he yanked it too. smart, like extended his arm in a bad way. That could have been a lot worse than it was. So hopefully he's fine. i uh, moving forward. But, uh, it was ugly to watch. And J- it was nice to see Jalen Brown go over to defend him, though, because Jalen Brown marched right over there, pointed his finger and beat his face and told him off, uh, which was fun. I'm surprised. I'm honestly surprised Jalen Brown didn't get a tech, too, uh, at the situation. I thought all three should have gotten texts, but um, just Marcus, apparently just just Marcus. Well, he that said, was but...
1: clearly phony because everybody knows all those guys hate Marcus. They can't stand him. The refs. I mean, that's all the narrative has been for years is how much they hate Marcus Smart in <clears throat> that. I'm being sarcastic. Oh, oh, you look very oh okay. Concerned. The Celtics players. I, I
0: thought no. I thought you were talking about the referees. I, I was just confused no. who you were talking about.
1: <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. The horror on Jack's face when I'm I'm just being sarcastic.
0: Well, I was just I was just like, what is, What is this guy talking about? Right no,
1: here? those guys have. Uh, I mean, that's exactly what Brown should do. That's your teammate. Mm-hmm. He's being treated unfairly. He's in a hostile situation. You go in there and defend him. Absolutely excellent job. Well done. And also to circle back to the. Sports Illustrated cover, the three had, the report was, it was supposed to be just Tatum and Brown. They said, no, Marcus is in this too. So this is your second instance and in, I don't know, maybe month, month and a half, where you've seen like a real public camaraderie or defending of Marcus Smart. People love to try and drive the wedge. All oh, these guys yeah. hate each other. <laughs> oh, Marcus isn't a
0: real point guard. Oh, Marcus isn't a leader. Well, they all think so. And you know what pisses me off? Marcus Smart played really well last night. Let's not gloss over that. I thought he was great. He didn't didn't shoot the ball well, but he's not going to. He's Marcus Smart. If you're expecting him to shoot, you know, 38% from three at this point, you're just, I, I don't know what to tell you anymore. But 14 points, three rebounds, seven assists. But the entire narrative since Brogdon has joined the team has been, oh, the Celtics finally have a real point guard. That is, I, I just think that's the most bogus narrative that everybody in the national media continues to push. You heard SVG on the call talk about it. Brian Anderson, yep. all, both of them. Uh, Brian and Anderson then,
1: not on the call yesterday. Who was? We he? were all blessed. Ian who Eagle.
0: Was it? Oh yes, love. Who's Ian
1: just Eagle. as bad national basketball wise? All
0: right. Any but
1: I, my in, point in it no no I'm not done because there's a lot to complain about here. One all right. If you're going to make a game national and have it be exclusive rights, at least don't have it be a dumpster fire. We're sitting there watching this game. I'm wondering if my TV's off. So is everybody else because the audio was out of sync. You were having the game spoiled for you if you weren't deaf. You could hear if the shot went in as he was going up to take the jumper. How are you going to rob fans of a local broadcast with Mike Gorman and take the exclusive rights if you cannot get the sound right? Not only that, now, I do understand there was a ring ceremony on the other coast, so you're not going to get the A-team. Yeah, But if you're going to (laughs) rob us of one of the all-time greats, I mean, at least it wasn't Brian Anderson who has been calling the MLB playoffs you and hate just encapsulating <laughs> every moment of excitement to the finest degree.
0: You but, are not a Brian Anderson fan.
1: No, he's horrible. <laughs> none, none of the national guys are really good except Harlan. I like Breen. Yeah, Breen. Breen's excellent. I, I mm. met on TNT. Oh, Please okay. do not I think see. I had no respect for Breen. Mark Jones is okay. Like I like Mark I Jones know. actually a lot. Just, yeah, when Mark fine.
0: Jones and Doris Burke do the broadcast, I enjoy it. But anyways.
1: I don't know. Stop, stop screwing around. I mean, <laughs> you, you have one of the best broadcasts of all time. You're robbing us of, and you can't even get the sound on your game right. You, you have, you the sound have a, was infuriating. Uh, mediocre commentary team. You've got the sound off. You've got all these crappy camera angles. I regretted not buying a ticket to the game yesterday. More than you would believe. I was thinking about it when the schedule <laughs> dropped. I was like, ah, oh, do I want to go? Do I want to go? And none of my friends wanted to cough up the money, so I didn't go. And h- there I was on my couch in absolute shambles as <laughs> I knew what was going to happen before I saw it because I had already heard it.
0: It was brutal. The audio was awful, especially when you started hearing the whistle twice. That that was absolutely infuriating. Yeah, then they tried to fix it. So they were taking what I...
1: What I caught on what what i think was happening i saw it too is the the sideline camera angle was behind and this is this is another thing the sideline camera angle was behind the baseline or whatever alternate yes. angles they had mm-hmm. and the audio they were using was from the alternate angles so that's why you were getting the game spoiled and also when they would cut from an alternate angle yep. to the sideline or vice versa there would be a time jump. Yep, it was terrible because it was off. It was really, really. Bad. You are a national broadcast. How does that happen?
0: <laughs> it was, I'm
1: more passionate about this than anything
0: that happened in the game yesterday. It was especially impressive because you'd think for like the opening NBA game of the season, it'd be they'd try to be on point, but it the was the very just
1: first game.
0: Giant. The disaster. very first one. Everybody's watching. It, it was an utter disaster. It was a massive failure from TNT. I, it, and they never fixed it. No, they didn't. They didn't fix it. They had the entirety of halftime to fix it, and they did not. They just Halftime,
1: commercial breaks, you name it, they had it and they did nothing. Well, they, they did something, because yeah. then you started having the double sounds. They they tried. They just couldn't do it. <laughs> they made it
0: worse. They made it worse. It was worse with the double sounds. So anyways, circling back, um, I was just saying that I think it's ridiculous that the entire narrative uh, in the national media is the Celtics finally have a real point guard Um, because they had a real point guard last year. His name was Marcus Smart. He averaged most assists of his career. Uh, He was the first Celtics point guard to lead Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, excuse me, help lead them to the finals. The problem wasn't they don't have a point guard. The problem was they needed more playmaking. There's a difference. You can have a point guard and still need more playmaking on the roster because Last year, Marcus Smart was the only playmaking on the roster. Right? It was him and Jason Tatum who was just learning how to be that playmaker. Now they have two point guards, a great starting point guard, a great backup point guard. Jason Tatum's a better ball handler. Derek White is more comfortable with the team. That is the storyline. Not the Celtics finally have a point guard. <clears throat> that really frustrates me. And I, I just wanted to rant about that quick. But I, I, I understand you had to take over with your TNT ring because that we did need to talk about that too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I had like thought about it at the beginning of the show and then I forgot and I was like, okay, I'm not going to forget this again. We need to talk about it. And not I'm yet. the biggest Those Marcus cool. guy. I completely agree with you. I think it's yeah. really horrible that people don't want to give him credit. He wasn't the best player on the floor yesterday, but he was no. fine. He's he's doing everything he needs to do. And he and is not he has done everything right since taking over the starting spot at point guard. Yes. He he has stopped taking ill-advised shots. He's not forcing things. In the preseason, you saw him screw around a little bit, but you really don't see that in in real games.
0: I was going to say, he played bad in the preseason, but he looked great in the opener, which is what matters. (laughs) Give the man his credit.
1: I mean, what do you want out of him? Like you said, Mm -hmm. led the team to the finals. You had Kyrie on this team, and they couldn't get past the second round. You had Kemba on this team, they couldn't get to the finals. Marcus is the guy in the starting spot. Granted Tatum and Brown both progressed during that time, but that was, that was the team. That was the team that got you to the finals. And again, Tatum has improved his playmaking. Brogdon was another playmaker. Derek white gives you stuff. Everybody on the team can do it. Jalen Brown had a decent night too. He was, he was pretty alert out there. Did miss Tatum wide open under the basket screaming with his hands up early in the game. (laughs) But I didn't, I didn't see Jalen being as reckless as he was in the playoffs, which was encouraging to me. That was one mm-hmm. thing I was kind of looking out for. He didn't get off to a scorching start like you thought he, was he slow might. slow to start. But was not just handing the ball to Philadelphia, which is good. Progress. <laughs> good. So now
0: you go for a swim, right? I agree exactly. And Smart only it took eight shots last night, right? Like, that's probably the perfect amount for Marcus in my opinion, unless he's getting yeah. open from behind the three point line, then you kind of have to take the open threes. We've had that discussion uh, before, but we don't have to get into it. But um <laughs> uh, he also attempted eight free throws. He did a good job getting to the line. That was second Pretty most on for the him. team behind Tatum. Um so shout out Marcus. I thought he played great, led the team in assists, uh, which which is exactly what you want from him, drew a charge on uh was it Embiid he drew the charge on? He drew a charge yeah. on somebody. He drew Harrell an offensive no. foul. It was Harrell, right? He drew multiple
1: offensive fouls then because he did draw one on Embiid. It was in the second quarter when things were kind of – it was that same stretch where Brogdon kind of heated up and Philly was having their way. There was a real bad call, I think, a few possessions before, something like that where either Smart or Vonley got like manhandled and the foul was on them, and then they came down and called on Embiid the next possession, and that was the one I'm thinking about.
0: Yeah, you're right. And he also had a nice deal on Embiid. He did Marcus stuff. He did Marcus Smart did Marcus Smart things. And that's what you need from him. So uh, it was good to see. Uh, What else? I want to talk about backup bigs. I know we touched on Vonley, but I want to talk about Vonley and Griffin a little bit. I wrote an article uh, about them for Celtics Mm -hmm. blog. I don't think it's out yet, but um, essentially my angle was this was about as bad of a first game test for them as you could possibly ask for. You're, you're, you're forcing uh, a guy who played in China last year and a guy who's, four or five years past his prime to start their new roles as the backup big guys against Joel Embiid with Al Horford in foul trouble early so you're asking Vonley to play 20 minutes Griffin only played eight but he got thrown in there a little bit Vonley guarding Embiid was the second most common matchup in terms of matchup time for that game Embiid targeted Vonley And he shot three and six from the field, scored eight points. But that's not the point. The point is, all you need those guys to do is be a buffer. They don't have to be good. They, uh, well, okay. They don't have to be great. They don't have to be a starting caliber big. All they have to do is hold down the fort so Al Horford can get his rest. And last night, I thought they did exactly that to a T.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right, especially with Rob out early on here. You're going to need to get something out of those guys. I thought Blake Griffin was pretty impressive because his first possession on the floor, he ripped off two offensive rebounds Rebound. and would have had a third if the shot clock didn't expire. Yeah. He yeah. he looked motivated out there. Obviously, he's definitely past his prime, right? There's no arguing that. Well, you look good. doesn't mean he can't give you good things, yes. whether it's his willingness to stretch the floor, if he's going to hustle like that all the time on the offensive glass, great. He's just giving you good morale off the bench. That's fine, too. He seems like somebody that there's really no negative to having him around. There's no ego there. And he's somebody that everybody likes. As far as Vonley is concerned, he gave you a lot yesterday. Like you said, he was guarding Embiid almost the whole time. And, of course, Philadelphia is going to go at him. They said, prove it. You played in China last year. You're guarding the guy that was the runner-up for the MVP. Guard him. And he was fine. Wasn't perfect. Fouled a lot. Got in foul trouble. He looked lost on offense uh, a good amount to me. Did you did yeah. you catch that he looked like he didn't know where he was going on offense?
0: He looked a bit scrambled at times, yes.
1: Yeah, he, he just seemed to be in the way at times on offense, which I'd imagine is only going to get better. I would but hope so. <laughs> what they needed him to do was defend, and he did a decent job. Yes. Right. The offense he... will come. Not being in somebody's way will come. You'll get there uh it's good for him man good good for him he's back in the league glad to see a local guy on the team I'm always clamoring for that I think it's just a nice story I love a story
0: yeah absolutely and- I have to start hitting the keys right? <laughs> the the thing I said I wrote this you need Griffin and Vonley and Cornet when he gets playing time if he gets playing time to do three things you need them to defend in the system at an adequate level you need them to crash the glass and you need them to not foul. I, I think those are Then they're the not foul, I don't think was it. Oh, screen. You need them to set pick and rolls, uh, picks really well for Tatum at the elbow, because they did that a lot. They're doing a lot of those flare screens, as Adam Taylor taught me they're called, because he's a legend. Uh, you need them to screen well, you need them to crash the glass, and you need them to defend in the system. And Vonley, one, two, three, checked all those boxes for me. Uh, and Griffin didn't really have the chance to do some of those things, but he rebounded the hell out of the ball. He finished tied for second on the team in rebounds with five last night uh, in eight minutes. So uh, good things from both of them. Uh, I was very happy with how they did. I, I saw some Vonley hate after the first stint, which is fair, because he, he he came in the game. Yeah, he, he looked, looked lost. Sneaky. But Guy, guys got in my rhythm...
1: group chat were lighting Vonley on fire yesterday. They were not happy.
0: Yeah, I mean, like – Like I said, if your first test after playing in China for the year is Joel Embiid, you got to give a guy a little bit of a break. (laughs) You got to give him a little bit of a break. Come on. Uh, I thought he played. That was one of the Uh, reasons I I thought they'd
1: lose yesterday. I just didn't think they had the uh, staff, quite frankly. You know somebody's going to get in foul trouble. Horford did. He was out quick. And you saw Vonley come in. Uh, Vonley, geez, Sam. Grant got in foul trouble. Yeah. He was out of the game until like halfway through the third quarter. It just wasn't going well. And and they were solid enough to keep it from being an avalanche. And that's what they needed. Again, crucial stretches happened throughout the game, just not at the end. And the Celtics came and showed up in those crucial points of the game. They and they won. Really well. I was very it allowed them, them to break the plans. game open.
0: Absolutely. And I, I was smiling at my uh, phone, not Celtics related, but – Miles Turner has been ruled out of the Pacer season opener after spraining his ankle during pregame (laughs) warmups. That that poor dude. uh, He missed 80% of last year. And now this it's uh, (laughs) a rough scenes for Indiana. But anyways, back to the Celtics. Uh, I just thought that was Jack laughing at somebody hurting (laughs) themselves.
1: Take it, take it down.
0: Yeah. Guy needs a break. Uh, Joe Missoula. I want to talk about him as well. After the game, a lot of great things. I mean, Interim head coach. He's now the winning winningest head coach in NBA history in terms of percentage. Fun fact. Well, that's no when other. you hang it up, <laughs> exactly. He's got a retire. one to know? Hold that record. But no, seriously. Missoula in the locker room afterwards, uh, saying all the right things, presenting himself in the right manner, hyping the team up, saying, "You know, we did everything we needed to do. Uh, we, we can keep playing like this. We can play in so many different ways." Um, the the team pouring water on him afterwards. Everything looks like Missoula is going to be a phenomenal head coach for the Celtics team. And that that couldn't make me happier after the rough off season, the Celtics had uh, with the coaching staff. Yeah. He looked comfortable.
1: There were times again, times in that game where things needed to stay close adjustments needed to be made. And he did it. The rotations were fine. I didn't love that. Neither Tatum or Brown were in the game in the beginning of the
0: fourth quarter. That was dangerous. He was playing with fire. Getting them but they rest, but yeah. they
1: managed to stay afloat. And I guess now that you have Brogdon you might be able to pull that off. Yeah. But a little more I, creation. I, in a game like yesterday, you just kind of want to put it to bed. <laughs> he played you with know? fire. He absolutely yeah. did. <laughs> Besides that, like I thought he was fine. The defense looked coherent, right? Everything was a well-oiled machine. The shots the Celtics mm-hmm. were getting were good. He's got plenty to do with all of that. It's good the guys are listening to them. You got to hope that they don't get burnt out. I don't think they will. I think everybody's kind of in on this. They realized how close they got last year and kind of kicked it away. They they came ready to play. They they came in with a chip on their shoulder. Good. That's not what I thought would happen. I'm I'm glad I was wrong yesterday.
0: Yeah, I, I was very glad you were wrong, and I was glad I was right because <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. got it. And right, I'm hyped. But um,
1: well now it's time for me to start being right because then I just said they're gonna beat everybody.
0: Exactly. So speaking of that, I do want to wrap up with a little bit of a preview of the next two games. I know we talked about our predictions. I said a loss to Miami to win against Orlando. I might be feeling the Kool-Aid drinking the green Kool-Aid a little bit. I think they should be good to go, but they they can't win every game. They're not going to go 82 and 0. So you got to pick your spots. They got Miami in Miami and then Orlando in Orlando, Florida road trip here. I, I, I know you've predicted two wins, but I want to talk about what we think some of the rotations could be like because, Miami's a very different team from Philadelphia. They don't have as dominant of a big man as Embiid in terms of scoring. They've got a relatively small lineup outside of Dwayne Deadman and Adebayo in general. So I think you could see more room for Hauser minutes. What guys are you looking to step up in these two games uh in terms of like the deep bench? Do you think any of those guys, Hauser, Pritchard, et cetera, could get those minutes?
1: I would like to see Hauser get some run. Because yeah, unlike Pritchard, I think Pritchard might get dealt, unfortunately. I I Mm. wouldn't like to see him leave. I like Pritchard. I think he's like got plenty of tools to be a good player right now. The Celtics are stacked at his position. There's no reason to play him over
0: any of the other guys. Right. I will say, I think it's more likely they save trading him till next year because he makes like three mil this year and next year he'll make almost six. And so if you combine six mil or 5.8 or five, five or whatever he makes with a Derek white deal or with a, you know, uh, Gallinari uh, I don't want to trade him while he's hurt that seems a bit wrong in the grand scheme of things but you could get towards that 20 million like if you combine white Gallinari and Pritchard next year you can get to 30 million dollars right like you can get probably bring in another good piece and if they're paying the tax it could be worth looking into Um, but regardless I, I do think you're right it could be tough for Pritchard to crack the rotation but it's useful to have him because you have to assume Brogdon and Smart are probably going to miss a good chunk of regular yeah. season games, too. So, anyway, Fine. sorry, continue. But I'm looking
1: forward to seeing Hauser. I want to see him play some real minutes. He looked good mm-hmm. in the preseason, looked like he was confident shooting the ball, was able to create his own shot at times, held his own on defense. There was a lot to like there. It just didn't make sense to play him against mm-hmm. Philly. Miami's a smaller team now. You're not going to have to deal with somebody like Embiid. Bam's still a quality player. But, yep. He plays differently than Embiid does. He doesn't require the attention of the entire team. I'm also looking forward to see seeing if Blake Griffin does get any more run because I think he showed he you some good. good things in a in, in small good. amount of time. He's not really playing a whole lot of defense. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> he showed you some stuff to be excited about. The hustle, someone that can stretch the floor if you need it. He didn't make a three, but he can still do it. And And... If if nothing else, he's he's making guys laugh on the bench.
0: Yeah, he's a good locker room guy, and uh, I saw someone tweet this. I don't remember who, but I did not expect Blake Griffin to be the one to come in and keep the vibes up, but I'm I'm glad he did. I'm glad he is the one. Um, that's all I got. I feel like I might be forgetting something, but uh, I'm very happy with the season opener. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown both played extremely well. Uh, it was great to watch them play. Uh, I don't know if you saw the meme, or not the meme, but the picture on Twitter. Uh, afterwards, of the fan taking a photo of Deuce instead of Tatum and saying, uh, "Deuce is more famous than his dad now." Yeah,
1: what? At what point does this
0: get weird? <laughs> no, I, seriously, like it's just somebody's soon, kid. But... Like, leave him alone. It's funny. It's funny. He's a, he's a superstar, man. Let him <laughs> let him live the superstar lifestyle. Deuce you Tatum. think Deuce is
1: gonna be like a brat in school because he's so used to all the attention? Like when he's like actually in like kindergarten, like he's gonna be real pain in the ass for the teacher. That's where my money's <laughs> maybe. at. Maybe jeez
0: Head no your like best. seriously you think about things. That. like
1: there's like a real world out there
0: yeah yeah you never know um but yeah that's all i got i'm gonna go watch i, I have villainized deuce and, uh, there you go and i didn't think that's where we would go this podcast but uh some good games on tonight as we're recording this i don't know if you're gonna be watching Will it again i or watch them just... i don't
1: know baseball <laughs> you know
0: hey there's a uh you're a baseball guy since when you Oh, well, i like guy? playoff baseball a lot Who's playing? Is, it, is it, uh Philly? Both
1: both games are on. The Phillies are playing now. Did this die? Who won the Yankees
0: game yesterday? The I Yankees don't know. won. That's true. So they play again today. I, I, I can't root for anybody that comes out of the American League now. Both teams are L's. Like, I don't well, like the, the fun teams like the, the
1: the National League, anyways.
0: Exactly, I'd be happy if the Phillies or the Padres
1: won. Honestly, Dodgers I lost. Know. I I wanted the Cardinals win to go to I win going too. into it because you had a send off of, for three guys playing yep. their last year. Uh, Seattle was another team that was interesting to watch because they were kind mm-hmm. of a surprise. Uh, they were fun Cinderella type team. And I they agree. Get it done.
0: I think the Phillies are fun too. They haven't won in a long time. Uh, that could be yeah uh, as long as the Astros or Yankees don't win, then I won't care. I just uh, those two and the Dodgers, you have to root against. I think. I think it's hard not to. So <laughs> that's where I'm at. But uh, basketball, though, there are some good games on tonight. Even for someone like you who doesn't necessarily like to watch, other I'm intrigued selfies. by the Detroit Orlando game. That's what I was going to bring up. Yeah. I have it on to the side right now. It hasn't started yet, but uh, Paolo Bancaro, you know, uh, Cole Anthony's fun. Franz Wagner, and then your guys on the Pistons. I know you love the Pistons, but even past that, Pelicans Nets will be a fun one. I mean, even if you don't like the players, Zion. Yeah, I was back. looking to
1: bet today because I like to bet basketball, especially early in the season because people don't know what's going mm-hmm. on yet. But this year, there are so many good teams to where it's tough to bet. It's very like that tough, line yeah. on Brooklyn, New Orleans is only three. And like mm-hmm. Joey Public will tell you, oh, that's not what you want to see. Uh, we'll that. <laughs> Oh, we had Philly's first five innings, and they are getting.
0: Beat. <laughs> um, yeah, I got you.
1: I mean, like, you want to take the Nets at minus three, but you don't know. Like, that New Orleans team is good now. Like, they, or they should be good. They were decent to end the season last year. They're kind of deep. They have a lot of solid players. Zion looks like he's actually in shape, much to my surprise. And yeah, he looks real good. Yeah, he looks. I. I'll eat it, dude. I said I don't believe in guys coming back from being fat, and there he is. I he know. looks slim. He looks phenomenal. Um, that's an interesting game. The Phoenix game is interesting because the, the way the season ended last mm-hmm. year, uh, believe it or not, the Knicks are the game that's on national TV.
0: <laughs> well, they got John. Ja I'll, I'll give John ja at the credit for that. Yeah,
1: Jaw's fine. <laughs> that's the line funny. on that game is kind of um, close. Uh, yeah,
0: outside of that. Uh, I'm excited to watch the Pacers, just but you know, I like Tyrese Halliburton, so that's my excuse there. Um, Minnesota plays tonight, Rudy Gobert in a T Wolves jersey. I, the NBA season this year is very exciting.
1: And the Lakers uh, lost. I forgot. We didn't yeah. even crap on them! <laughs> and LeBron's already complaining. You have, oh, we're going to talk about this. JJ Reddick today saying, leave him alone, pretty much. Stop being mean to LeBron, <laughs> is what he said. How about LeBron take some ownership of what's going on here? He is the architect of this team, and no one should be fooled by that. He shows up somewhere, and he is in on all of the moves that are made. He was in on the Westbrook thing. They were ready to go and get Buddy Heald, who would have been a better fit, next to him. And he said, no, I want Westbrook, and Westbrook's been horrible. They've been Pat Bev, who I like, but not on that team. It doesn't make sense. They have all these guys that came around LeBron who serves best as a distributor or or plays best when he has guys to distribute to that can shoot as anybody would and you have nobody around him that's going to shoot
0: anthony davis i mean how great is he at shooting except for you know who got 17 minutes off the bench did matt ryan play well 17 minutes he didn't play necessarily too well he shot one for four one or three from three but they were I, i watched some of the game they were running plays for matt ryan like the heat did during prime duncan robinson he was like a part of their offense it was very funny very entertaining to see uh but yeah so uh matt ryan was uh, a big part of their game plan which is funny i'm rooting for matt ryan I-, I don't care if he's a laker i love matt ryan i thought it was a great story uh he's fun so excited to watch him play well, that is the duality of men
1: <laughs> i suppose I so
0: <laughs> i suppose it is uh that's all i got though uh detroit orlando is going to tip off here soon they're doing intros right now if you're interested uh, starting Jaden Ivy and Cade Cunningham in the backcourt. That'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that, that's all I got. Anything else you want to bring up before we get going? No, I don't have anything today. I don't know.
1: I'll tell you what traffic sucks. <laughs> I've had to start uh, sitting in traffic now. Brutal. And I'm not used to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Traffic it sucks. Is... I agree.
1: I mean, I had to think about whether I wanted to get like pee before I left work today. <laughs> I'm, I'm just used to like leaving my house and nobody's on the road. How long's your so commute to work? Uh I don't know. Maybe like 35 minutes home. It took me 50 minutes, 50 minutes to get home today.
0: Brutal. That is tough. Yeah. It takes me a while to get to my job too, man. I got to go from my bed. Yeah. Chair. You just roll out of bed. <laughs> it's tough, I work about from home twice minute.
1: a week. So that's me.
0: That is nice. That is nice. But anyways, uh we appreciate you guys listening tuning in uh like i mentioned during the middle of the show check out the tiktok the instagram we're getting some growth there uh we're trying to at the very least youtube shorts too if you're into that we're posting youtube shorts Shorts do well uh, and the videos they do they do do well one did uh 1.2k views the other day it so was me me it was you there we go sam's famous Um uh, yeah we appreciate about? you guys i don't even Neil brown grant williams maybe,
1: maybe. <laughs> sam
0: hauser sam hauser i think it was sam hauser okay uh anyways We appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you very much. I'll throw it over to Sam. Yeah, thank you very much for
1: listening or watching. If you're watching, you're on the How About Them Celtics YouTube channel or guy Boston Sports. Uh, Regardless, make sure you subscribe and follow us there. You'll get to see our pregame streams with Jack and I and an assortment of Tim or KJ joining us, or maybe neither of them or, you know. Two of, at least two of the four of Some us. Some combination. There, we promise. Some combination. Um You can also find that on Twitch. Is that, how about them C's? How about them Celtics? What is the Twitch? How about them C's on Twitch? Yes. How about them C's on Twitch and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok? There you go. You can find all kinds of content there. If you don't want to get it there, you can get it from Jack and I. If you want it from Jack, you can follow him at Jack Simone NBA. He's doing all kinds of work for Heavy. And you can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. I've been I tweeted a little bit during the game, not as much as Jack. Jack put up better numbers than I did. I, every five seconds Jack was tweeting. <laughs> uh, tweeting but yeah. I hope we made you laugh today. That's it. Jacko, Come on.